coming to you live on your Facebook page and also some of you taking me from Benya's Facebook page and some will also take me uh, from YouTube uh, Radio Republic and also podcast And also, some will t uh, take me from um, Spotify. Once again, good evening. And I hope you are all doing well. I know those in Europe, you are enjoying your summer. It's very hot today. 
and uh, most people are enjoying the summer. We thank God that we have the sunshine. And those in Africa, I know you always enjoy your summer. And God bless you for that. Uh, we're going to continue our lesson that we started uh, a month ago. And the topic is acceptable worship. And those who have been following me from the beginning of this lesson, uh, you can bear me that uh, Christians, we have uh, uh, what they call a, a standard pattern that we follow um, uh, to worship God. So God expects us as Christians to follow this pattern so that our worship can be meaningful and also can be acceptable to Almighty Jehovah. So we started a month ago and we're saying that uh, worship uh, is grounded on four main pillars. Uh, we have the God that we worship and we have the faith that we need to worship this unseen God. And also we have, uh, what do you call it? Uh, our manual, Christian manual that we look into uh, uh, so that we can worship God as he wants and also uh, our worship to, uh, it should be based on our obedience to God because if you, you don't obey God uh, with all these and he tells you then uh, you cannot worship him meaningfully and acceptably so um, we're going to continue from where we uh, you know stopped last week Last week, we were treating uh, five main items of worship. And uh, we're looking back to the uh, New Testament Christian era. That is the first century Christian, what they practice. And we say that uh, we have to do the same thing because that's the beginning of Christianity. Today, Christianity is so diluted, it's so corrupted, that people are doing whatever they want, regardless of what the scripture teaches. And that is very dangerous. You understand? This is what Israel did for so many hundreds of years. And uh, the prophets have to bring their mind back. And he told them that you should go back to the old path and learn where the good ways is and follow that. But even that, Israelites, you know, refused to do that. And the same thing is happening today. It seems everybody is doing whatever, you know, is right in his own faith. But the question is why we have our manual that we, you and I have to look into it and worship God as you want. Why is it that today being the Sunday, people worship God differently? And we all claim to be Christian. That is where we have to, you know, uh, question ourselves. Why these divisions? Why these kind of fragmentations in Christianity? It's because we've put aside God's manual and we are all following whatever we want. So last week, we said that the worship uh, that we saw from the early Christians, five items have been observed that these people were doing, and they were praying, okay? And they're also, uh, you know, giving their collection the first day of the week, and also breaking bread, which we call the Lost Supper, and they were also singing, and they were also I listen to the word of God. So these are the five main things that we saw the Christians were doing uh, early in the first century. And uh, to practice Christianity acceptably today, we need to go back to see whatever they, you know, they did. Now, things come and change. But remember, the word of God cannot change. 
the way that God wants us to worship him shouldn't be changed because of modernization or because of, you know, call it as technological age. No, we cannot replace God's instruction with technology or with modernization or whatever. As soon as our practices is different from what the apostle did, we have to understand that we have swept away from the right path and we need to go back and look so that we will be blessed by God. God loves all of us. He doesn't want anybody to perish. That is why occasionally people, you know, bring your mind back to the truth so that you and I can learn what God wants or what God expects, you know, from us. So last week, we're talking about, you know, prayer as uh, one of the items that the early Christians practice. And we said prayer is a medium by which mortal men communicate with the deity. And we Christians, we worship the omnipotent God, the creator of this universe. So we communicate with God. But we said without faith, we cannot do anything to please God because it requires faith to see the unseen God. Nobody has seen God before because God is spirit. You cannot see him. Sometimes those people who, you know, call themselves atheists or non-believers say that, well, if God is there, I want to see him before I worship him. Now, God is not human, so you can't throw that challenge to him, right? He is spirit. You can only see God through faith. And that is what the early uh, people who work with God, that is what they did. Nobody saw God face to face. You cannot see God and leave, even if it is written in the Holy Scriptures. So you require faith to communicate with God. And we said in prayers, that is also uh, required there. You need faith to communicate with God. But then there's nothing without, you know, guidelines in the scripture. The way we practice, we have to go through the, uh, what do you call it? The, the pattern that God has set up for us. Because prayer it also follows a definite pattern. And last week, we went to Luke chapter 11, verse 1, where the disciples of Jesus Christ asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray, as John the Baptist also taught his disciples how to pray. And Jesus, you know, uh, also taught them. So we're going back again to what Jesus was, you know, telling them to do, when they were, uh, you know, they are praying. He said to them that when you are praying, know that God, you cannot see him. He's unseen God. He's invisible. So he, he also knows what you even ask or uh, what you have in your heart before even you ask. So when you are praying to him, know that you have to pray to God who is in secret. Therefore, you know, when you start pray, praying and shouting and bringing attention to yourself, exposing yourself, advertising yourself for people to see that you are praying, Jesus call it hypocritical prayer. It's the hypocrites that do that, and we shouldn't be doing that. And we read this from Matthew chapter 6, okay? From Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, we read last. We're going to continue and see. Uh, you know, exactly what Jesus wants us to do when we are praying. So we continue 
this prayer from verse 7 up to 14. Now, after Jesus has taught his disciples uh, what they should or, uh, or shouldn't do in the prayer, he also gave them an example of what to say in prayers. You understand? And this is what is popularly termed as the model prayer. Now, if you ask anybody, what is the model prayer? They will tell you, oh, it's our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, blah, 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 blah. And that is a model prayer. And we all learned this prayer. I was, you know, uh, in uh, nursery, and we started learning uh, this prayer from nursery when we went to, you know, primary one. And we did this prayer till even I finished my secondary school. Anytime we are at the assembly, we have to pray this prayer because it calls the mother prayer. Now, this prayer is just an example of what we have to say and ask. It was not to be said at all times and on every occasion as it's been done by some religious organizations. And I will tell you why it's, it's just an example and it's not something to be. When you are going to eat your food, you say the Lord's Prayer. When you are going to bed, the Lord's Prayer. When even somebody dies, you go there, the Lord's Prayer. And when at the wedding, the Lord's Prayer. You visit somebody at the hospital, the Lord's Prayer. Is that what the Lord 